This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Afghanistan threat. We believe there is a very imminent attack possible. Police beating kept secret. <laughs> Missing from the classroom. How many showed up the first day of school? 400 didn't show up. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. New complications in the bid to carry out a U.S. evacuation in Afghanistan by the end of the month or perhaps sooner, with about 1,500 Americans still there. CBS's Charlie Daggett says the State Department's warned Americans to stay away from the airport, and if they're there, leave now. A, quote, very, very credible intelligence report that an ISIS attack is imminent has forced America, its allies, even the Taliban, to order people away from the airport. ISIS-K, the Afghan branch of ISIS, is a rival of the Taliban, and the two groups have fought against each other in recent years. They're responsible for some of the worst atrocities the country has seen, a series of suicide car bombings killing hundreds of civilians. But with only five days left before U.S. forces pull out for good, the despair of those two terrified to stay is enough to take a life-and-death risk to get away. The Americans should shoot us or let us through, this woman says. White House correspondent Ed O'Keefe has more on what other top officials are saying. It is risky for them to be there. It is a it is a dangerous and difficult mission. Vice President Harris in Vietnam this morning is in lockstep with the message from Secretary of State Antony Blinken. There is no deadline on our work to help any remaining American citizens who decide they want to leave to do so, along with the many Afghans who have stood by us over these many years. 
and want to leave. In an interview on the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, Ambassador Ross Wilson, the top U.S. diplomat in Afghanistan, explained the extensive outreach to Americans in the country. We have been placing phone calls to virtually all of those who are who have registered with us to find out, are they still in Afghanistan? Are they interested in leaving Afghanistan? Some students and parents from the San Diego area are among those still in Afghanistan. They were on an overseas trip to visit family members. Tamara Otero is a school board official. We know who our kiddos are and we want them home. We want them safe. One family was able to return to the States last night. Chicago's the latest major city to announce a COVID vaccine mandate for city employees. Tennessee's health commissioner says children account for more than a third of the state's COVID cases, a sharp increase. And in Oregon, Dr. Mary Giswold says COVID hospitalizations are spiking. 90% of the people in our ICUs and on ventilators are not vaccinated. So this is an avoidable situation. Now to Louisiana and the police body cam video that's emerged from an incident that happened more than two years ago. CBS's Mola Lenghi reports it shows a state trooper who has since left the job repeatedly hitting Aaron Bowman, a black man who'd been pulled over. Within seconds of his arrival on the scene of an arrest in progress, body camera footage from former Louisiana State Trooper Jacob Brown appears to show him immediately strike Bowman, who's already on the ground. Using his police-issued aluminum flashlight, he can be seen hitting Bowman 18 times in the head and body in the span of 24 seconds. After they had asked me a few questions, it just jumped on me, y'all. I thought I was going to die. Brown then hits him in the ribs and pins his head to the ground using the flashlight. I'm not fighting you. You are. You fight me. Brown claims Bowman struck an officer and said his actions were known as pain compliance to get Bowman into handcuffs. He resigned in March. On Wednesday, the Louisiana State Police Department issued a statement saying, in part, that Brown engaged in excessive and unjustifiable actions and intentionally mislabeled his body camera video. Investigators called his failure to report the incident an intentional attempt to hide the video from any administrative review. The only one of six men charged in a plot to kidnap Michigan's governor to plead guilty in the case has been sentenced to prison. WWJ Radio's John Hewitt. Ty Garvin was ordered to spend 75 months, just over six years, in federal prison for his role in the alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. In making his decision, U.S. District Court Judge Robert Jonker noted Garvin's guilty plea and willingness to fully cooperate with prosecutors in their cases against the other five defendants charged. Garvin says he and the others trained at his home. A federal appeals court upheld the conviction and death sentence for the Charleston church gunman, The court said the legal record cannot capture the full horror of what Dylan Roof did. Nine members of a black congregation were killed in 2015. In Southern California, eight people have been indicted for allegedly calling elderly people to tell them fake stories about family trouble. Acting U.S. Attorney Randy Grossman says they stole millions from dozens of victims. Through extortion and fraud, members of the criminal organization convinced elderly victims to provide tens of thousands of dollars each which they believed was meant to help their grandchildren and other loved ones. The Education Department says enrollment in public schools during the pandemic has dropped by one and a half million students. Some are in private schools or being homeschooled. But as CBS's Carter Evans tells us, others have simply vanished from the system. 
At Tate Elementary in Las Vegas, counselors are working the phones. We were just concerned because they haven't started the first day of school. They're looking for children still missing from class weeks after the school year began, like seven-year-old George Gomez. So go ahead and take a deep breath. The nervous second grader has not been inside a classroom since kindergarten after more than a year of remote learning. His mom finally decided to enroll him after a doctor convinced her. What kept you from putting the kids back I in school? I kind of like was scared and concerned because none of us had a COVID shot at all. So we all got a shot. Nationwide, it's estimated up to 3 million children stopped attending classes in person or online after pandemic shutdowns last year. In baseball, the Baltimore Orioles with a 19-game losing streak were facing perhaps the game's best pitcher. That's hammered. And he's got another one. And the Orioles with two long balls off Otani here in the first. On the Orioles network, they got to Shohei Otani early and had to come back to beat the Angels to snap the streak in a 10-6 win. A top director has had some second thoughts about an ambitious new project. Spike Lee is making last-minute changes to his new documentary. This is New York City, the greatest city in the world, but... It is still a soft target. The New York Times says the director is re-editing the final episode of his September 11th series for HBO. He's been criticized for including members of a conspiracy group who believe the Twin Towers were brought down by a controlled demolition, not by terrorists. The series debuts today. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. First day of school yesterday for 13-year-old Caleb Anderson of Marietta, Georgia. First day of classes at Georgia Tech. He's the youngest student ever at the school, and he's studying aerospace engineering. On Twitter, he said his first day was interesting, and the campus is massive. That's the World News Roundup for Thursday. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah and i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. 
She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. 